Welcome to the set. Thanks for joining us. Today. So what I want to get to, uh, and if you didn't listen to the previous show, which came out at the same time, right before this one, and we spoke about Tucker Carlson's dismissal from Fox. We also had a call replay that I had on Hannity's show, his radio program of 50 million listeners a year ago, two days after the invasion of Ukraine occurred. I played it. You can listen to the full thing. And I was proven correct in that debate that I had with Hannity at this point in time. You can see how right I was that we should have just given Ukraine over to Russia, or at least part of Ukraine, because this war is not ending. Putin is not giving up. We're just wasting our money. Uh, we're not wasting it because the corporations are making a lot of money. The politicians are getting the money from the corporations that produce uh, these equip this, uh, all these millions, billions of dollars worth of military equipment that we're sending to Ukraine. So they like it, but people are dying. Hundreds of thousands of Ukraine and Russia, it's all unnecessary. Putin's not withdrawing. Check it out. At the end of the show, you can hear that call. Now, I want to get to the scoop I, I got out of uh, Dick Morris while on a call with him on Sunday this week. And it has to do with Trump attending debate or not. Because he says he won't attend a debate. And I was actually the one to predict it months ago on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's Fox Across America radio show, which is a national show with 3 million listeners. And I said to him that I don't think Trump is going to do the debate, at least not the first few, because that would be leveling the playing field and acknowledging that the other candidates are relevant in the primary. And he was so much ahead in the polls. Ron DeSantis still at that point didn't announce that he was running. Now he's obviously in the race, and it's not getting tighter because of the Trump indictments. Trump's poll numbers are just going higher, and people are getting infuriated at the Democratic Party, and that's what the Democrats like, that Republicans are getting mad at them and saying that they're going to vote for Trump in the primary to show their endorsement of Trump. And since Trump is the least electable in the general election because Democrats hate him so much, that way, if they get Trump as the nominee, they have a bigger chance of winning in 2024. So it's it's helping the Democrats. These indictments is helping Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party, which is what the Democrats want. And I said Trump wasn't going to do the debate. Now, Trump afterwards came out and said that he wasn't going to do very possibly the debates. And Dick Morris, who is a very close advisor of President Trump, he has a Sunday show on WABC as well as on Newsmax. And I was on a show on Sunday calling in about... The Bidenomics thing, all right? Uh, at the end of this show, we'll play a full call where we get to the Bidenomics thing, which is Joe Biden saying that, hey, guys, here's my campaign slogan, Bidenomics, Biden economics. It's helped the American people so well, everybody. Vote for me again for more Bidenomics, more inflation. Oh, my God, what kind of a campaign slogan is that, people? <laughs> I would think Trump would run around with that. Well, that sign saying Bidenomics, do you want more of it? And everybody's like, no, even Democrats agree that their pockets are getting emptier because of Joe Biden's crazy policies. Uh, and they still think Trump is, is just a bigger monster. You know, we can't have Trump. We'll vote for Biden just so not to have Trump. Nobody likes Biden, even of his own party. But now talking about Trump attending the debate or not, Dick Morris, who's a close advisor of Trump, said that he's advising Trump not to do the debate because he doesn't want the focus to be spent on the primary. Trump is anyways winning, so it's not significant for him to do the debate. He's just challenged Joe Biden or whatever the Democratic nominee is eventually going to be, and that's what Trump's focus should be on now instead of distracting and focusing on the primary contestants that he has, which I think is wrong. I think that you do need to do a debate if you're in the primary, 
and give a chance to your opponents to ask you some tough questions, like Ron DeSantis making the point that he's more electable than Trump is in the general election, which would, I think, move some people that are, say they're going to vote for Trump, and they're going to say, no, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm going to vote for DeSantis because what it comes down to is who could win the general election, right? Because if Trump is the nominee and you, you lose the general election, and Joe Biden becomes president again, not much is accomplished. It's just a stupid idea to have Trump as the nominee when he can't win. Now, there's a small chance that he can, but it's part of the democratic system. You have a primary, you have debates, and Trump should do that. Now, the moderators are not fair to Trump. They hate Trump, especially Fox News. Brett Beard did an interview where he was not very fair with Trump in many of the questions that he asked him. Chris Wallace, who was the moderator of the 2020 debate with Joe Biden and Trump, didn't let Trump talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. Very unfair to Trump, but still, you got to do the debate in some form of, or another because that's part of the democratic system. Trump, you got to do it. And I came on on Dick Morris's show on WABC, and here's what I said, and here's what he responded. Someone who's very close with Trump knows what's going on in his, at his side of the aisle and his strategy. And I, I said to him, here's an idea I have for Trump if he doesn't do the debate. Here we go, people. Alex found him. Hey, Dick, thanks so much for taking the call now. You know, I think if Trump doesn't do the debate, then he should do a rally at the same time yeah. that the, the debate's going on. He'll lose he'll he'll pull the attention away from that. Yeah, he'll do it. I think he will. Uh, I also think he may uh, have something very interesting on his show opposite that, but I can't discuss that until uh, yeah. it becomes clear. Uh -huh. but, oh, so there you go, man. We got a scoop out of Dick Morris. He's saying that there are plans of Trump to do some a show going on simultaneously as the debate, the Republican primary debate, which is coming up this August. Fox News is going to be hosting it. You're going to have Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and all the other candidates on the stage. Trump is going to have his own show. I said he should do a rally. And why would he do a rally at the same time? To distract from the attention so that MAGA voters uh, shouldn't see what the opponents of Trump are arguing on the debate stage against President Trump because it's going to be a widely wildly watched debate even by some MAGA people but if Trump has a rally or what Dick Morris is saying he can't go into more details about the plans of Trump to have a show going on at the same time that would keep all the MAGA voters as well as a lot of Democrats and a lot of Republicans would be flipping over from the debate to the Trump speech to the Trump speech, to the debate going back and forth, it would, it would make things interesting, and it would surely distract a lot of the attention away from the primary debate to the Trump show that he'd be doing at the same time. And that was something that we got out from Dick Morris. Trump should still do the debate, and Dick Morris cut me off. He didn't let me mention that. He didn't know he was gonna, I was going to say that necessarily. I was really calling it about Bidenomics. I blurted that, that out, but it was at the end of the show. He cut me off. I wanted to say Dick Morris is the one that believes that Trump shouldn't do the debate. I was going to say he should do the debate. It's part of the democratic system. You've got to prefer to the other candidates. And if the American people, the Republican voters, decide that they want Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump, for whatever the purpose or reason may be, Trump got to allow that situation to play out and let the Republican voters decide. And for Trump to come out and say that, Ron DeSantis, you can't run against, against me. It's disloyal. Well, Mr. President... Uh, it's disloyal of you to say that one candidate can't run against you when the ultimate decision, if that candidate runs against you, would be made up of the American people, right? You can say he's not a nice guy. You can say you're a better candidate. But to say that he shouldn't be on the ticket and the American people shouldn't have a choice if he's willing to run, 
That is wrong and undemocratic. Now we move on to a call that I had about murders, criminals in the United States of America. It's going up through the roof, and the Dems are blaming the police. They're saying, oh, they're not doing a good job, but they're racist, and we've got to defund the cops, right? They've been all for that. Or, hey, uh, the crime issue is uh, just an issue that we're still figuring it out. Well, you're not enforcing the laws, you jerks. Here is a call that I had on a Sunday show with someone, Amber, I don't even know her last name, on WCBM 680 in Baltimore, which is a great station where I have a debate with Tom Moronic every Saturday night. Uh, you heard some of those. We actually had him on a show once on the radio. It wasn't on the podcast uh, where we had a full half-hour debate, and I'd love to have him on at some other point in time where we'll talk about other discussions and topics. That time we spoke about the Trump classified documents that were found in Mar-a-Lago and uh, the raid and the indictment, all that, and Joe Biden's classified documents. It was six months ago, that debate. Anyways, here's that call I had, and you'll, you should listen to this, because I got an idea for how to stop murders in this country, and it's not the death sentence. It is freaking way worse. Listen to this. Hey, good evening, uh, Amber. Thanks so much for taking the call. In, in Washington, D.C., the only crime that matters is not rape or murder. It's if you're a Republican that's trespassing into the Capitol on a, a day where Trump supporters are protesting on January 6th. That's the only crime that matters over there. I mean, in where I am here in New York, the only crime that matters is if your name is Donald Trump and they'll indict you for a hush money thing, where, while in the rest of the city they'll let criminals push people in, into train tracks and, you know, beat up homeless people, do whatever they want, and just let them right out of prison, and it's no problem for them. But they're blaming the police now? Seriously. But the problem with the crime issue that we have in the United States is that the Democratic Party, they love making laws and rules and gun control laws, like I can't carry, a, they don't want me to be able to carry a concealed weapon, when, hey, I'm the law-abiding citizen, the guy that wants to commit the murder and has the gun in this, in concealing it, he's not going to listen to the law, especially because Democrats don't enforce it. So instead of enforcing the laws that currently exist, they just want to pile on more laws, which is totally irrational, makes no sense. And now, the, the, one of the problems I also think, and why we see so many murders in the United States, especially in Democratic states and cities, is the fact that Right, you, you mentioned that now murders can go out after 15 years in, in, in the Washington D.C., which is what they they passed. You you can commit a, a money laundering crime and you can kill someone and get a lower sentence for killing someone than the money laundering crime. I think that if you murder someone, the sentencing needs to be so extreme that if we know for certain that you're the one that committed the murder, it should be beyond the death penalty because a lot of these people are going to kill people. They're, they're ready to die for it. But I, I seriously think it's very controversial to say this. I think we've got to amputate the legs and the hands of anybody that murders anyone in the country, put them on the shelf for the rest of their lives, and I can guarantee you, you're going to see murders in this country going down like a few hundred percent for sure within a few days because nobody wants that situation. So the murders, as of now, they're able to get away with it. They get out after a couple of years. You commit a money crime, you'll sit in for longer. If we have serious, not just serious laws, serious enforcement of the laws and serious punishment, that's how you take care of the crime problem. And stop blaming the police that are trying to do your job and you're disturbing them from doing their job. All right, so think about this. How do you get rid of murders? You don't 
bring back the death sentence, all right, death penalty. A lot of these people are willing to die. They just want to take people along with them. If you say, hey, you kill someone, we're going to try to get you alive and cut your feet and hands off, put you on a shelf for the rest of your life, we'll feed you, You'll, we'll keep you alive. You won't be able to kill yourself because you don't have hands or legs. That would really, I think if a lot of medley ill people, because you have a lot of these shootings are happening from mentally ill people that are going around and killing people, and they're like, oh, they're mentally ill, we got to put them in a mental institution. Well, why aren't they in the mental institution? So many of these shooters, they have a crime history of so many crimes in the past, they, they just weren't put in the mental institution until they kill people. What are you guys waiting for? But I can tell you, if you have serious enforcement of the law, not just putting more and piling more laws on when the laws that you currently have aren't working, Enforce the laws, people, right? If you know that if you kill someone, your feet and hands are going to be amputated. You're going to be put on a shelf for the rest of your life. A lot of these mentally ill people, they've got to think before they kill someone. They're mentally ill. They're not in control of themselves. Hey, let me tell you something. A lot, some of them, in some cases, that's true. That is true in some instances. Uh, but I'd say the majority of these mentally ill people, to some extent, they do have some sort of control. They just know they're going to get away with it, right? Yeah, they have a difficult time. They get mad. You know, they have emotional issues. But the killing is the next level. A lot of these instances you wouldn't see happening if we would go at that extreme of taking care of the crime issue in the United States. Bring back amputations, okay? And don't give them any fake feet. Put them on a shelf for the rest of their lives. I'm serious. It's very controversial. But it's what I think is the solution. You have to know for sure that that person committed the crime and killed someone 100%. You can't just let someone be framed and put into that situation. It's just crazy if someone's framed for that, absolutely. But you shouldn't be getting a lesser sentence than someone that commits a, a, a money crime, right? You've got to be a more extreme sentence for someone that murders someone. And let me tell you something. This Democratic Party, their system is so screwed up. So they make laws, they don't enforce them, and then they say, oh, that's not working. We've got to make more extreme laws, right? It's crazy. Look at taxes. So they have heavy-duty taxes in Democratic states and cities. The rich aren't paying their fair share. Now, the rich, the top 1%, are paying 50 or 60% of the taxes in the country. Oh, never mind all that. Don't ignore that fact. That fact is not important to the narrative and what we're trying to tell the American people. So we've got to hike up the taxes because the rich aren't paying their fair share and they're finding loopholes. Hang on a second. So you have loopholes that the Democrats leave open for the corporations, for the rich, uh, because the corporations give them money. And then what you say is we've got to raise the taxes because the rich aren't paying their fair share. They're not paying the taxes. How about you close up those loopholes so that the rich will start paying their taxes and you could leave the taxes as low as, low as it is instead of leaving the loopholes for them? Because by leaving the loopholes for them and just hiking up the taxes, the rich aren't paying any more in their taxes. Now, they're paying their fair share, but they're still not paying more. A lot of companies are getting away with a lot of tax things because the loopholes are open. And what happens is when you just raise the taxes, the middle-income people, they're getting their, uh, you know, their money amputated pretty much. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So as we wrap it up pretty much, uh, we've got another 10 minutes of the show because I do have a call that I want to play for you. Check out part two of the set talking about Bidenomics. Bidenomics? Well, yep, check it out. Go to part two of this episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for the other. Ooh, it's so much noise. Oh my God. <laughs>